What's up? Welcome back to the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network. That's right. It's Make the Jump here from the network and sitting across from me all the way in beautiful, beautiful Pennsylvania. I feel like I was just there and now I'm back in New Hampshire is my main man, Mr. David of the Cocky Cockpit. Mr. David, how are you this evening, my friend? Hey, guys. What's up? Hashtag get cocky. It's funny that you say beautiful because this is like the first time we've had 80 degree weather in the past like you know all spring this is the first time we've actually had nice weather so it's it's it makes me laugh when you say the beautiful uh pennsylvania <laughs> you know pittsburgh pittsburgh's known for its uh it's terrible terrible weather uh pretty much all year but uh we get a few good days here and there all right i got i just gotta lay this out straight all right um david number one you're from the pittsburgh area okay what 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 teams are you repping out there because i have my choices up here yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Bucks fan, you know, go Pirates. And uh, as well as you got to represent the Pens, you got the Pen- Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, tying up the series 2-2, you know, looking good. You know, let's go, uh, you know, let's go for number three, three in a row, baby. Uh, when it comes to football, though, I, I, I support the Steelers, but mm-hmm. I started watching football before I understood there was a thing called as the hometown team. You know what I mean? Right. right. So I started watching football, uh, you know, when the Packers were in the Super Bowl in uh, 89. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. 90, 98. Sorry, 98. 98 yeah. With Brett Favre. So I started following Brett Favre and I've been a diehard Packers fan ever since. So. Wow, that's interesting that you got a Packers fan out that way. And I got to tell you, man. I'm a New York Rangers fan, so here in the Pens thing, you know what? For this episode, I'm going to keep my cool, but you know what? <laughs> I think going into next season, I know where the rivalry is going to stand between the Cocky Cockpit and the Podcast Network over here. In the hey, Hampshire. let's let's do it. Let's, uh, <laughs> you know, if you ever want to throw down, we're always willing to throw down in some fashion. Oh, there we go. I love it. I love it. Put so, some uh, put some fun stakes on the line. Yeah, I like that idea. Put some fun stakes. That that would be a ton of fun heading forward here. But David, let me let me just break this down uh, for the good people that listen to the podcast network here, and obviously should be listening to Cocky Cockpit because let me tell you, I've been listening to you guys for a little bit. Where did it all start for Cocky Cockpit yourself and your love of Star Wars? Because I feel like there's just so much enveloped in this universe that we all have our own little starting place when it comes to everything. Yeah, absolutely. So it's funny that you say the good people who listen because the people who listen to the Cocky Cockpit. We like to call ourselves scum because we're intended for a more uh, mature audience. The best way I can explain the cocky cockpit is if Star Wars is Cartoon Network, mm-hmm. we're the adult swim. There you and go. Uh, that got kind of based off a lot of things. So I've always wanted to start like a gaming podcast or something like that, but that's just so hard to get into. Right. And, you know, when I, you know, when Disney announced, you know, the all new acquiring of Lucasfilm and we're going to get be getting all new Star Wars films, you know, I really mm-hmm. got the bug again real hard. Yep. And so I started diving back into pretty much anything and everything Star Wars, including Star Wars podcast, because I've been a diehard podcast fan all my life. Right. And, um, and I started, you know, jumping from podcast to podcast and I found some good ones I really like, but none of them were like my mature humor style comedy uh, what I'm, what, you know, that thing, and you know, you know what they always say, like, if you can't find it, make it your own. So right, sure. it's, I, I did that just that, you know, it's a mixture between, uh, you know, the Jackass MTV series meets Star Wars meets like, uh, rooster teeth, oh, yeah. uh, kind of funny, you know, like uh, there's been a lot of influences into the cocky cockpit where I'm just like, uh, you know, what do I want? Okay. I want it to be like, you know, 
uh, I don't want to say dark and gritty because that's not mm-hmm. all I'm going to slapstick, mm-hmm. right? I want slapstick comedy for a mature humor style show. Like I said, the best way to explain it is that that just that it's we are the adult swim of the Cartoon Network. That That is a fantastic formula for Star Wars because I feel like, and listen, I, I, I say it all the time. I, I put it out here on the network all the time. And we use the hashtag. I'm sure you guys see it on Twitter all the time. And you're probably like, oh, here goes the positive guys again. Uh, <laughs> you know, with the hashtag unity is community and friend. And, of course, our good friends Rebel Cause and Star mm-hmm. of course, in Delaware, they've used it here and there. But you know what the thing is, is that even besides the point with unity is community and everything, I, I, I got to praise you guys like Star and yourself, Cocky Cockpit, because mm-hmm. you're bringing that uncensored conversation to Star Wars. That's something that needs to happen, man. Because it's so important that we push forward that, yeah, there's that positive side, but you can be positive and just formulate it in a real different way and be super fun about it at the same time. Right. Exactly. And, you know, I was a matter of fact, I was just listening to uh, a couple weeks ago. I listened to your one of your latest episodes where you guys were just talking about positivity and the fandom and stuff like that. And, you know, positivity is it goes a long way. And a matter of fact, uh, you know, when I joined into the X-Wing community, right, for the mm-hmm. X-Wing miniatures game, the, one of the biggest things that really stood out to me in that game and in that community was the positivity of it, right? It's, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I seen you just made, a, you know, made a you just bumped a ship or whatever. Hey, no big deal. Fly casual. Go ahead and fix it. No biggie. Where, yeah. like, if you try that kind of stuff in a gaming community and say, like, Magic the Gathering, it's oh. cutthroat. And, you know, that really kind of pushed me away from those games. So, you know, uh, it's good to see Star Wars fans doing good. Uh, But, you know, like you said, it's it's good to be able to have strong conversations. And I'm I'm very much the the upbeat, positive kind of guy. And then one of my co-hosts, of course, Cole. He's mm-hmm. he's the kind of guy that, you know, he gets really deep in analysis of stuff and uh, right. not afraid to throw some blows when they need to be thrown. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you want to throw the blows, you just got to finish them off and make sure that they they hit the mark. That's the big right. thing. Right. But just like you guys said in your previous episode, you know, it's it's one thing to be critical, but it's another thing to just be negative. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it really comes down to. And it just seems more recently in the community. There's just been so much of it. And it's like, mm-hmm. hold on a second. Where's where's the calculated response? <laughs> you know, it, you're, you post something <laughs> out there, but it, it becomes uncalculated. It's like, where are you getting the basis for these conversations, you know, uh, and that's overall, I feel like I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure C3PO could run the numbers for us. Oh, and I don't even want to know what those numbers are. I'm sure they're, <laughs> they're, they're high, very high. And that, that's <laughs> the best way to put it. I'm sure. But let's, let's, we got an idea of cocky cockpit here. Make sure to you guys go listen to it. Cause it's really, really fantastic, fantastic content for Thank the you. star Wars fans. Let's get into a little bit of some solo talk because I yeah, let's it do it. not that long ago, Um, On a recent episode, I was somebody who walked into this like, oh, God, I don't even know what to expect out of this thing. It's a summer flick. What, you know, what is Star Wars going to give us with this this popcorn eating fest of, of of a summer film? And I am continuing to become more and more impressed with everything I see from Ron Howard. Obviously, Jared Chilson, member of the network, suddenly runs into Alden Ehrenreich when he goes to take his grandma to get a, a CAT scan done at, at the UCF hospital. That's um, awesome. Which was I thought was a fantastic thing. But for you, what is your what is your feelings heading into this thing? Because I know no, it's no joke. It's been uh, it's been a hell of a ride, and it sounds like it's identical to yours. When they yeah. first announced it, I was like, "There's no way that they're going to be able to." 
satisfy everything that we want out of a Han Solo film. Right. You know, especially you know when they first sh- you know uh, you know mentioned uh, Aaron Alderaik, um, you know, being the the cast of the you know being taken on the role of Han Solo. You know, I was like, yeah, he looks just like him. He, I, I'm okay with that. But mm-hmm. then, you know, we we heard that first trailer, and I'm like, he doesn't sound like Han Solo. And then we seen, um, I'm not a big uh, Donald Glover fan, so mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't think he can take on the role. I'm not a big fan of his. I don't like his stand up and like all of this. And right. then, you know, more and more of the you know teasers and stuff started coming out, and now I'm just like. Look, like I, I asked myself, I'm like, what do I want from this film? Right. Yeah, I want to sure. see the game of Sigabok. I want to see how him and Chewie become together. I want to see Lando Calrissian. I want to see the Falcon. And it's like just from what we're seeing in the teasers, it's checking box after checking box after checking box. Yeah. And I'm into the point now where I'm very excited for this. I think this film is going to do uh, very well and surprise a lot of people going in. The big thing for me was, and I'm sure, did you get a chance to go see Avengers Infinity War? Not yet. Me and my wife were uh, were talking about going uh, this week. We were actually going to go a couple nights ago, but then, you know, we were like, uh, like falling asleep. And I was like, hey, let's just watch, because I haven't watched Thor Ragnarok yet. So I was like, watch, right. watch that. We were like falling asleep. We finished that tonight. So I, I enjoyed that. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just do, doing everything I can to avoid spoilers. But you know how people, when it comes to making memes, you know, it's just like, even though they might not necessarily be giving a spoiler, it's like I it's you're starting there. to put pieces together and you're like, oh, God, this is looking bad. And then everyone's oh. reactions and stuff online. So I just need to get to the theater ASAP to see it. And it sadly probably won't be until like next Tuesday or something. Uh, you know what? That's the beauty of film, though, is that when you feel like you can pick it up and you can go see it, it's probably sitting there for you. That's that's one of the best things. And I now that I and I, this is why I asked the question was because I feel that after seeing Infinity War myself, no spoilers on this. I'm not going to ruin it for you, David. But the big thing for me was after seeing it and walking out of the theater, I'm like, I see why they moved it ahead. I mm-hmm. see why they pushed it before Solo and didn't release it right around the same time. Because I, there had to have been room. There's so much in that film. There's so much action that you try to put that next to Deadpool and you try to put that next to Solo at the same time. It's like, where, where's the box office balance? What's Disney really pulling from this? And it was such a smart move. After seeing it, I'm going to be curious. I'll probably contact you after Tuesday or whenever you see it. I'm going to be like, David, <laughs> what, what do you think now? Does it make a lot of sense? To yeah. you, does it make sense that they would have made a move like that? Because I feel like... You, this is two different style stuff here, and it makes sense just to kind of give Solo the space to work with. It's it's interesting you you ask that question because I was I if you if I was a betting man and it's it's a good thing I'm not sitting at the Spock table because I feel mm. like I would have lost this one because if I was a betting man I would have said that with everything what we were hearing three months ago about this Solo film that mm. they were going to push this to a December release. Yeah. That's um, true. And then it, it just kind of goes to show their uh, confidence in this film moving, you know, not pushing it and making it sticking to that May release date. I, in a way, I kind of wish they would have pushed it December because, again, I I mean, you run a podcast as well. You know what it's like, like three months later to go from Last Jedi and all of that conversation yes. that we're still talking about and moving straight into Solo. It's like right. overwhelming. Um, but... You know, it's one of those things. It's like after 
Solo comes out, we got a year and a half before we get episode nine. That's right. And that's going to be, that's going to feel like a lifetime to us. I mean, granted, we're like, you know, we'll still have our fix. We'll still get like the TV shows. And then of course, you know, resistance, all that here, hopefully shortly. And of course we got, you know, the, the Disney park coming out and, mm-hmm. you know, Star Wars celebration, all to look forward to, but still it's just like, Oh man, like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. There's, there's a lot of space that they have to work with after solo. There's mm-hmm. a lot of room. So in a, in a lot of ways, what, what I kind of thought heading into this, David, is that, you know, Solo not only has to please us, it, it not only does it have to be a film that we walk in, we want a bucket of corn, we want a nice big Coca-Cola or Mountain Bucket Dew, of corn. Bucket of, big old bucket corn of corn. on the cobs. Yeah, you know what? I, I, there, there was a time and place where I thought, you know what, a nice nice hot corn on the cob off the, off the char grill wouldn't be a bad idea going to the movie theater. But it's one of those things that you walk in and it's like it's a summer flick and then you come out and it's like, you kind of hope that there's a little bit of a conversation associated with it because we do have that time to work with. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. is there something that the canon can play with? Obviously, we're talking comic books, everything else. Is there going to be some room in there for something? I don't know how you feel about the comic books and everything, but Marvel is not slowing down when it comes to Star Wars and comic books anytime soon. It seems oh, like. I agree. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to read through like the Han Solo uh, comic. Like the, I know that they did like a short series of it. I didn't get a chance to read through any of that. But mm. um, all of the comics I have read, I've I've really digged in some fashion. I mean, there's there's some there's more there's some better than others, but for the most part, it's been a very very good run of Marvel comics. But it's it's and in a way, I'm glad we're getting back to the May release dates for Star Wars because, you know, I, I think about my first midnight of a Star Wars film and it was uh, episode three for Revenge of the Sith. And no way. It's, it's, it's a great story. I'll, I don't know if we have time for it, but I'll you definitely... Fire it away. Fire it okay. away. I want to hear this. So I was 13 years old. And, uh, we told, Oh my God, I love this story. I was 13 years old and, uh, me and my friends were all talking, Hey, let's all go to this, the midnight release for, uh, you know, episode three tonight. Let's all do it. We'll dress up in Jedi's. We'll all take our lightsabers and everything. And I still had like my episode one lightsaber. I got when I was like nine. Nice. So I'm like 13 at the time. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I go to, we go to my mom. It's like me and like four or five other, my friends. And we're like, Hey mom, can you please take us to the star Wars film? And mm-hmm. she goes, you know, again, back then midnight releases were like, midnight there's nothing you can do about it you know yeah, I mean, there's right. no seven o'clock you know start time and so she was like i will drop you guys off but i am not picking you guys up at two three in the morning oh, you'll have boy. to find someone else's you know parents to do so right. so we go we start going to you know one person you know one of our friends we go to their parents we're like and they're like no absolutely not go to another one no absolutely not you know so then mm-hmm. we we go through the entire line and none of our parents are willing to pick us up so i go to my mom Jeez. and i go Mom, Chuck's mom's going to give us a ride home. Hmm. <laughs> Even though we had zero ride home. Whoa. So here we are. We get we we go to the film and this is what I mean like this is what I this is what I remember from a Star Wars Midnight, right? We go hmm. there it's like it was like nine o'clock and not even it might have been like seven o'clock when we got there and there's already a line around the building mm-hmm. people costuming um, you know, there's a guy walking up and down the line reading off trivial pursuit questions. Wow. And I just remember thinking to myself, I don't know any of these. And I look at all these people. I'm like, how do they know that? I want to be that guy. I yeah. want to be that guy knowing everything. And sure enough, you look at, uh, you know, rogue one, guess who's the guy asking all the trivia questions. It's, online. it's me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, you know, but I, that, that, why that, 
something I will always remember. And that's kind of what I, I was hoping for going into, you know, the new releases of these Star Wars films. So anyway, we get out of our midnight release and it's now like 2.33 in the morning and we're mm-hmm. 13 years old. It's just like a group of 13 year olds and no joke, like. You know what they say, like, you know, back in my day, you had to walk uphill both ways. Kind of oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. It was that. We had to walk down a very large hill, and then we had to walk through. A, we could either go through downtown mm-hmm. or cut through the very shady neighborhood, like the projects. Oh, right? gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then we had to walk uphill. So we, we get down the hill, and we're, like, cutting behind, like, all these houses and stuff like that mm-hmm. to stay up because we don't want to get caught by the cops. And... We get to the bottom of the house, you know, we get to the bottom of the hill and now we have to make that choice of, do we go through downtown or we go through the projects? Yeah. And so, you know, me and my friends basically become, it becomes this like whole big fight of like some of us going, no, 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 we go through the project. Some of us going, no, 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 we go through downtown. And it was me and my friends who decided, Hey, we're going to go through the projects because we don't think there's going to be any cops. Sure enough, we make it, we make it, you know, through the projects, everything's fine. And we walk up the hill, we get to my mom's house and we're, we're waiting outside for like 30 minutes. And we're like, they're still not here. They should be here by now. And, uh, sure enough, a cop car comes rolling up to my oh, door no. and they get out of the back seat. And he goes, oh. see, I, I told you my, yeah, I told you my brother was looking or waiting for me and the cop let them go. No Whoa. joke. They got, they got, they got picked up by the cops and I told no them, way. I was like, the guy came with us. So, but dude, like I was so heartbroken when I went to my episode seven release and yeah, you know, it was December. I was freezing outside oh, so and, cool. um, and, uh, I remember like my car stalling cause like I, um, like I was running my car for so long. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And just like listening to the radio. Actually, I think uh, I think I was like running like Star Wars movies on my phone or something like mm-hmm. that. But like because it was it was a science seating, no one came early. Right. So that's right. just like, oh, this is this is really bad. And, you know, but then so when when Rogue One came around, we were like, I'm not finding a place that has a science seating because I feel like that ruined it. So sure enough, we went to the the biggest theater uh, it's called the Lowe's Theater. It's a, I, not a Cinemark, but a, a AMC theater oh, downtown. Oh, yeah, Lowe's, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's a huge theater. And because it's all, it's huge and it's inside, like everyone was lined up, you know, and it wasn't assigned seating, so everyone was lined up inside. So it was, even though it was December, you know, we were able to, uh, you know, kind of still have that community event. It was a much, much better, better time. But uh, I'm really looking forward to getting back to this May style. Yeah, that May style. It, it, it's funny. There's like a brotherhood of episode three midnight release brothers. Like it, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. Like for me, episode three midnight release. That was like the moment that I remember too. Like when I was in downtown Exeter, we had this tiny, tiny theater. It only held fifty five people in it, and it was a midnight release at the Ioka Theater, and everybody was there. It was because Exeter is a small town when I grew up. And it's what's known as the Brick City. And mm-hmm. it it's it's such a unique place because everybody's out there. Everybody's in costume. I was a young one, much like yourself at the time. I was just I was just fully enveloped in it. And it became such an event during the summer because you didn't have to stand out there and freeze yep. your butt off the entire mm-hmm. time. And that, like you said, when Episode 7 came around, it was like, 
I really don't want to have to go see Star Wars with, with my fake North Face jacket on. I really don't want to have to <laughs> put on the Han Solo parka and say, I'll see you in hell. It's it's not one of those moments. And it's going to be nice seeing Solo and having the flip-flops on because I, I just want I just want popcorn butter all over my toes by the end of that right. thing. I can tell you that much. Not to mention, like, it was, it was, it's been a few years after, but we still were off the off the tail the, the tail end of the uh you know the batman theater shooting and stuff like that yeah, so that's like right they were all like super like no lightsabers no helmets no you know face masks and anything i'm like dude this is just um i was i was really upset even just like going to see uh you know the last jedi we went to um monroeville mall it's where mm-hmm, they filmed mm-hmm. um dawn of the dead yeah that's right um and uh we went to that theater and as I was walking in, I had my stormtrooper helmet because I was cosplaying like this kind of like this home home like brew like head cannon uh-huh. stormtrooper gone Jedi kind of thing. So I was walking in with my helmet, and I got stopped by like this the the mall security before I even got in the building. And they're like, "You can't have the helmet." And I'm like, "All right, whatever, fine." Oh, so I'm like, geez. I throw that in the in the car, and I take my lightsaber in. Yeah, and then at the theater, they were like, "You can't have your lightsaber." So I had to go back out to my car. Oh, jeez, that's ridiculous. So wow. Yeah, we're we're running out of time to be cool Jedi's uh yeah. in, in in our ages here David and uh you know I think one of the things that I'm really looking forward to and we'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this but it's not only going to see Solo during the summertime and everything but I think that the the difference with Solo here and I've said this multiple times on the network here is that you know we're moving into an age now where we're going to be seeing more and more of these Star Wars films. And obviously we look at the difference between The Last Jedi and Solo in terms of release time. It's mm-hmm. it's there was not that much. We had a very little amount of time to talk about The Last Jedi as mm-hmm. podcasters. And it was boom, here comes the solo stuff. Mm-hmm. This is something that I feel like we're going to see more of going forward. I think I agree. They're going to play into these different canon stories. And we as podcasters, just just a podcaster to podcaster conversation here, I think we ourselves have to kind of adjust and say, all right, this is the time frame that we have in which to talk about it. But there's ways that we can intertwine these conversations into a much larger conversation, too, which is going to be cool to have, I think, going forward. Yeah. It's definitely a, a, a good problem to have to yes. be able to have too much Star Wars to talk about because there's so much to cover. Um, so, again, it's one of those challenges that you got to over, you know, overcome. But mm-hmm. like I said, it's a good problem to have to be able to just continue to talk Star Wars. And it's going to be like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how much conversation we really have to talk about in this next year and a half. You know, we have a lot of talks of, you know, essentially two different uh you know tv shows coming out we got an all new trilogy coming out yeah. by ryan johnson and how that all starts to develop is going to be interesting yeah it, it's really a fascinating problem that we're having here that just as in the star wars community as fans and uh especially for the future of star wars itself i mean the younger generation this this is star wars for them now we didn't necessarily have it as kids we didn't have this much um, as kids, we were kind of seeking out if we saw a Star Wars toy at, at Kmart or at uh, KB Toys. It was like, oh, yeah, I got to pick that up, you know, because I never know when, I, when else I'm going to see it. But, David, one of the last things I have to ask you, of course, with Solo here, and I love asking this question, is is there one specific character with Solo here that you're really excited about seeing on the big screen? Oh, one character I'm really excited to see. 
Mm, you know what? I'm I'm both looking forward to and not looking forward to a few of the different characters. Um, again, I'm I love Lando Calrissian. I love how they're keeping to him saying Han. You know, I I yeah. think they're I think uh, they're gonna have. Here's here's the thing I got to remember going into this film, and this mm. is the the biggest thing I had to you know disconnect from is. You know, when we first saw that first teaser, I was like, oh, well, he doesn't sound like Han Solo, you know. And right. then recently I, we, we hear an interview with, you know, Ron Howard. He's like, I didn't, you know, I told him not to do a, a Harrison Ford impression. I want to hear, I just want him to be Han Solo. He doesn't yeah. need to sound like him. He just needs to act like him. And, uh, you know, that there's been a lot of rumors and speculation as to that, you know, when before Ron Howard, when it was Lord of Miller, that they did want him to sound like Han Solo. So that's why they brought in the acting coach and stuff like that. So I just gotta, I just gotta remember that to, to have that disconnect and remember mm. that these characters are larger than the actors. Yes. You know, um, I would, I'm, I would be okay if they decided to recast any of the other characters, except for the three original trilogy. So Luke Han and Leia, um, you know, uh, to recast them, but like to bring it back and where in a role that they can't fulfill, such as a, a young Han Solo, I'm okay with that. But like, you know, the the idea of essentially killing off Admiral Wackbar, or uh, mm. you know, because because his you know actor you know died during the filming and stuff like that, I I feel like that that kind of stuff's ridiculous. You know, especially when mm -hmm. it's a costume character or like yes. hell, you know. Kenny Baker's dead, but we still have R2D2, you know, yes. you know, when it, it's, it's just one of those things, but you know, I, I guess, I guess, um, I, I just got to remember that, but s saying that I am ex uh, excited to see, cause there, I did see a couple bits and pieces in these TV spots and in these mm -hmm. trailers where you do feel that Han Solo, right. Yeah, you know, true. when he's just like, you know, uh, she's like, you know, I, I, you know, uh, I think I you know know who you are or something like that, and he's like, oh, so how am I or something? And then you just see that like little like look of uh, like questioning, like oh yeah, shit, the little smirk that he gets exactly. Yeah. And then uh, of course when uh, you know, and he's like, oh, hey, that was a close one, you know, but we're fine. Well, you know, like that kind of stuff. You see those little bleed in moments of a Han Solo, and then uh, again, I'm a huge Lando Calrissian fan. I'm not a big Don Don Donald Clover fan, but. You know, I'm excited to see what I, I want him to prove me wrong. And so, but again, just in those little TV spots here and there, uh, you know, you see that Lando Calrissian bleed in and you're like, okay, I'm on board again. So it's going to be interesting to see how these characters really take on the roles. Uh, and I guess the, one of the biggest things is, uh, you know, I want to see that relationship as to how Han and Chewie react kind of each other. So it's, it's, I'm, I, again, I'm going into this film super optimistic compared to if you would ask me three months ago, I'm like, no, this is going to be a disaster. Mm. So how about you? What, what, what would you say? Oh, I am on the same bandwagon as you, and I'm not always a bandwagoner, but I, I totally agree with you. It's one of those films that I, we heard the Lord and Miller stuff being kicked off and it was like, hold on a second. It mm -hmm. threw me right back to the whole, well, Michael Giacchino had to come in and do the Rogue One soundtrack last minute it was like oh boy you know reshoots just the, the reshoots and all that absolutely yeah it was like hold on a second what's gonna happen and then of course we go into rogue one and it's like whoa okay that, this is something well, else definitely my favorite of the of the new disney film so far yeah and i have a funny feeling that solo is going to touch on that and maybe not necessarily 
hit like what Rogue One did in the theaters, but it's going to hit a mark with Star Wars fans. And I think, again, catering this back to our conversation that we just had before, that May release, David, is going to be so important for that because mm-hmm. we're going in, it's a summer flick, it's going to make a big difference because kids are out of school, they're going to be enjoying their summer vacations around that point. So it, it, it's a nice way to kind of kick off the summertime and get us ready for... Oh please, a celebration announcement! I'm I'm saving so much money. It's like, come on, get that get that name out there. Oh yeah, get, get rumors we're supposed to get something on May fourth, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what tomorrow. Yeah, count down the hours. <laughs> I'm I got my watch here. I got the t- quick uh, oh, God, timer going. It, it, no joke, I forgot all about it. So it's oh. it's a very exciting moment. Um, but yeah, let's uh let's jump on that that uh that Brick City uh bandwagon. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Very well. Hashtag said. Brick City Brian bandwagon. <laughs> love it i absolutely love it david all right my friend we broke down everything with solo we got to know the cocky cockpit we're heading towards the end of the road here my friend and before like we do with every episode here at the podcast network i don't know if you know the spiel but this is a little thing that we like to call plug time here at the Mm -hmm. podcast network so david where can everybody find you and everything happening over there at the cocky cockpit in beautiful pennsylvania yeah, absolutely, guys. Again, we're the Cocky Cockpit. We are a group of content creators from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who like to keep our head in the cockpit and make Star Wars comedy videos, podcasts, and live streams for your entertainment. If you guys like that, head over to uh, CockyCockpit.com. You can find all of the links, but I'd really uh, you know, en- encourage you guys to head over to our Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash CockyCockpit, where we live stream every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. You can check out the entire schedule just by heading over that way. And we even record the Cocky Cockpit podcast every Saturday night at 8 p.m., where each week's topics are as random as a blaster, but intended for a more civilized age, which is, again, our fun way of saying for a mature audience. So, yeah, I'd really appreciate if you guys would come out, be part of the show, join in on the chat so we can feature you during the show as we record it. That's a beautiful, beautiful format for bringing the unity to the community. Oh, I had to throw that one in there. Hashtag you cocky. There you go. There you go. <laughs> You guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Please make sure to head on over to Twitter. Follow the Brick City Blockade at Brick City SWPC. Head on over to Instagram. Follow us at Brick City Blockade. Of course, head on over to www.brickcityblockade.com for everything happening in a galaxy far, far away. Head on over. You know the spiel, guys. I don't have to keep on saying it. Head on over to iTunes, all those fantastic podcasting apps. Subscribe, rate, and comment. That's what brings on the epic guests. That's what keeps things cocky here at the network when we bring on the cocky cockpit. That's what brings the unity to the community and keeps the friendom rolling at the same time. Head on over to Public too. Pick up an epic BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network t-shirt. We've got the Nice Shot Jansen one. We've got the AP5, a Rebels musical one up there right now. Mr. Steven Stanton's personal favorite himself. Please make sure to pick up one of those. And, of course, make sure to check out the Cocky Cockpit. We love everything happening out there in Pennsylvania. So please, again, I'm going to get cocky about this. Make sure to check that out as much as you can. Damn, and I thought I, I thought I'd be, I thought I killed my plug. You killed it, too. <laughs> Stabbed it with a knife, and I'm going to cook it up for dinner later. That's the way that we do it. Bode will love it. Oh, oh, I'm going to throw it right down there to Delaware for him. Thank you guys for listening so much here to make the jump from the podcast network. And as we always say here, may the force be with you. May the force be with you. Always. This party's over. Oh, that's, that's kind of sad. <laughs>